You know that today is food and fellowship following the service. And uh, I know that's not the only reason you're here, but it is a reason that you're here. So, <laughs> it's all right. No shame. No shame. Well, I'm glad that you're here. And uh, we're excited because God is doing some amazing things. Yes. And uh, I know that you're still in here, Tyrese. That's awesome. That's awesome. You didn't leave me hanging. Uh, if you have your Bibles, we're going to turn to Ephesians 2. And if you wait until I finish reading, you'll probably just keep playing the whole time because I'm going to read the Scriptures most of the time. So. So today you're good. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. They have these instructions uh, that I don't want them to leave until I'm finished reading my initial scripture. Uh, the problem is today I'm just going to read scripture the whole time. So uh, that might be a little confusing. But because some of you are already standing, let's go ahead and everybody else stand one more time just to get your exercise. And let's read chapter 2, verse 1 of Ephesians. And uh, we're going to be talking about from death to life today. From death to life. Last week we talked about... uh, Anybody remember what we talked about? God is the master planner. And He has a master plan for your life. We talked about Ephesians chapter 1. Today we're going to get into Ephesians chapter 2. Because here's the deal. You're a masterpiece in progress. Amen. You're not who you are going to be, but you are not who you used to be. You are in progress right now. Amen. So Ephesians, we'll just read one verse and then I'll let you be seated. Is that a deal? And then I'll stay standing. Okay, here we go. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. What an exciting verse. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Lord Jesus, thank You for Your Word. Help me to do a good job in a short amount of time because everybody's hungry today. And God, we will give You the praise and the glory for what You're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name. Everybody say Amen. 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 You may be seated. I had uh, kind of debated, but I just kind of decided against it. Uh, I have two videos. So if you did not get the e-bulletin, uh, I'm challenging you, go ahead and text it right now. Text 502-200-8425. Text the word please. And then when you text the word please, you're basically asking for a link to come back. When you click on that link, it will take you to the e-bulletin today. This is why you'll want to have the e-bulletin today. Because I've embedded two videos in there, uh, both from YouTube. One is Lee Stone King's uh, address to the United Nations where he gives his testimony of coming back from the dead. Right. He was dead for 45 minutes. And many of you have seen it. It's about six, a little over six minutes long. If you haven't seen it, Lee Stone King addresses the United Nations uh, General Assembly. And, you know, in the first part of it, he goes about a minute, you know, saying all the salutations and thanking everybody. And then for about six minutes, he shares his testimony and explains that he is only there because Jesus raised him from the dead. It's, it's just amazing. So if you haven't seen it, ironically, the title of what I'm going to preach to you today for a few minutes is From Death to Life. So instead of showing that to you, I put it there to where you could see it. There's another video. How many of you have ever heard of Jeff Arnold? Anybody ever heard of Jeff Arnold? There is another video in there where he is doing an interview with uh, Brother Raymond Woodward's son, Matthew Woodward, and he is doing an interview in a car with him, and he starts talking about how uh, basically he had a stroke and he was dead for 15 minutes and how God brought him back from that. The, the whole point is, and it's really powerful, that, that is, there's more even to that testimony than that, 
But those two videos, I wanted you, uh, and I'm not giving you homework, but I really want you to go and, and view those. Uh, Lee Stone King's uh, General Assembly to the United Nations Address and also uh, the testimony of Brother Jeff Arnold. And uh, either, both of those are really good videos. I encourage you to watch them. So as we look at the Scripture here, um, we find that the Scripture says we were dead. Somebody say we're dead. You were dead. He was talking to people that are saved here and he's saying you were dead. You used to be dead. I heard a story about a guy early 2014 in Lexington, Mississippi and uh, he was in the corners on the corners table right before they were about to start the uh, autopsy process and you know the embalming and all that stuff that they did and the guy starts moving on the table. Some of you, that makes you really nervous. It's kind of a little creepy. You can actually look it up. That link is in there as well. I put that one in there for you. But you can watch the video. The, 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 uh, the uh, siblings, his, his, his kids were like, uh, he said, I got a text uh, from his brother or whatever, and he said, not yet. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. He's like, you know, he's not, he's not, that's not going yet. Uh, you know, and I think about how a lot of times, you know, in this, in this guy's case, uh, they couldn't find the pulse. They, they, you know, they checked him, his vitals, all of his vitals were, were gone. And, and then he's laying there on the table and just, he's, he's still alive. And so they take him to the hospital anyway. Long story short, there are so many different stories out there about people coming uh, from death to life. And it's, you know, we don't hear about it probably as much as we would like to, you know. We, we wish we could pray over every casket and people, uh, you know, just, but that's not always how it works. God usually does those things for a purpose. But we read in this scripture about how you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Now, it would be really weird if the next funeral you went to, somebody actually actually sat up, you know, and you were just kind of looking there, and they just sat up and started talking. Hey, why are all these people here? You know, because they just, you know, be amazing, right? This is what's awesome. That phenomenon of somebody sitting up and talking after they have been dead, that same phenomenon is what people that know you, when they see you from before salvation to after salvation, it's as shocking as that. It's supposed to be as powerful as that. Amen. The scripture says, you have he quickened who were dead. You were dead. Amen. You were gone. There was no hope for you. But the scripture says, you have he quickened. Amen. And so we understand that it's our sins and our trespasses that keep us uh, from being where we need to be and from being alive in Christ. And the scripture says, where in time past, verse 2, ye walked. Everybody say, ye walked. walked. How did you walk? According to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. You were all dead. You were completely dead. You had no hope and there was, there was no life in you. You were, as the scripture says, you walked according to the course of the world or you were worldly. Right. You ever heard that? We don't use that term as much as we used to. When I was growing up, man, if they said, somebody quit acting so worldly, you know, we knew what that meant, right? right? That meant you were acting like the people that are not saved. You were acting like, you know, the, the people who are into pleasing themselves all the time. You were into the, the people who, uh, you know, acted like the world. They thought like the world. They wanted to fit in with the world. You were worldly. Right. That's what he says. He says, 
before this, before He quickened you, you were worldly. You acted like everybody else. You talked like everybody You went to the same filthy places and said some of the same filthy things and did some of the same filthy things that they were doing. He said, you did this according to the prince and the power of the air, the the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. You were not uh, listening. You were doing what you wanted to do. You were pleasing yourself. Amen. And it says, verse... Uh, three says, among whom also we had, we all had our conversation in times past. Now look, he goes a little bit more. He says, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. If we, if worldly wasn't bad enough, uh, now you're not just worldly. Now you're fleshly. Now you're controlled by sin and rebellion and impulses and attitudes. And and he goes even further. He says, and you were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. You you were carnal, he said. You you were worldly. You were were selfish. You were uh, impulsive. You were controlled by sinful attitudes and rebellion and hatred and anger. And you were always given in to your carnal nature. You, You would do whatever your flesh wanted you to do. And and He said you were dead. You were in trouble. There was no hope for you. Amen. You were in a bad way. Dead in your trespasses and sins. You were controlled by your flesh. You were worldly. You were carnal. And then He comes to verse 4. And it starts out like this. And some of you know where I'm going. You ever heard somebody do this on Facebook? But God. Amen. This is the original but God right here. But God. You, you were dead. Things were bad. But God. Amen. The Scripture says, but God who is rich in mercy for His great love wherewith He loved us. Can I tell somebody here today, love is still the answer. Amen. It was His great love wherewith He loved us. His love was the answer. You needed mercy. And He said, I got mercy for you. He said, you needed love. And so He said, I've got love for you. It was His love that drove Him. Amen. When you were dead, in trespasses and sins when there was no hope for you. But the Bible says, but God, who because of His mercy and His great love, amen, reached down and it says in verse 5, even when we were dead in sins. Man, it goes back and just points right at you again and says, you were dead. He quickens you even when you were dead. But God, amen, in His mercy, He's rich in mercy and His great love wherewith He loved us even when we were dead in sins. Amen. That doesn't. That just doesn't sound good to me. Amen. I don't like the sound of being dead. My wife, if I start talking about, you know, if I'm not here, if something happens to me, and I get these evil looks, like she starts shooting daggers at me. I'm like, don't kill me with your looks. I was just talking about, you know, if I if I if something happened to me, I want to make sure that you're taken care of. And, you know, I think about these things, and she doesn't like me to talk about death. We don't like to think about death. But, but sometimes, amen, we go back to the things that, we, that God has brought us out of and we talk about that those times affectionately, amen. We need to understand it, it was death in our sins. We were miserable in our sins. It was not good, amen, when we lived in our sins. And the Bible says, hath He quickened or made alive, amen. He put us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved. And the verse 6 says, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, but God. God. Oh, I was dead, but God. I was carnal and worldly, but God. 
Amen. I did all the stuff that I wanted to do to please myself, and I still wasn't getting anywhere but God. Amen. Amen. I was headed to jail, but God. My family was all messed up. We were headed to divorce court, but God. I was plumbing alcoholic, but God. Amen. There's so many. There's so many testimonies in this place today. I, my life could have been so much different. Amen. And some of you look at me and you say, "Well, you're the preacher, and you, you know, you, you got here, and, and I know that you're." life has been so easy and so, you know, uh, wonderful, you, you know, but God. <laughs> Amen. You, you don't know how God has brought me out. You don't know how God has taken care of me and got me to this point that I am today. I don't deserve to be here. Amen. I was dead in my sins. Yes, I was sitting on a church pew, but I was dead in my sins. Amen. And God had to reach down to get me. God had to reach down to pull me up. And the scripture says, Amen, that He did it because of the great love wherewith He loved us. Yes. Amen. And He raises us up. Look, look at that phrase. It says He raises us up together. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Amen. I, I know that some of you have heard the song. I think it's Josh Groban and he sings the You raise me up. Right. You know what I'm talking about? So I can stand on mountains. I don't know why that song sticks, sticks in my head. And it really wasn't written to be a spiritual song per se. But I think about how many awesome experiences I have gotten to have because God raised me up. The places that I've gotten to go, the things that I've got to see, amen, the, the awesome experiences that I've had because God raised me up. I didn't deserve it, amen, I didn't earn it. God raised me up and sat me, amen, in these wonderful places. Things that I could not have even imagined. Places that I never thought was possible, amen to have peace and to have joy, to have satisfaction and to feel His unconditional love. Amen. He put me in those places and I don't know how to say thank you enough. Amen. I can't explain how I went from death to life. I can't tell you how I was headed nowhere and things weren't looking good for me. Amen. But my mother would hit her knees and she would pray and she prayed me. Amen. And my dad would pray for me and they would pray for me from death to life. They said, I'm not going to uh, settle for this. God, we're going to put it in your hands. Amen. We're going to trust you. Amen. And God reached down and He raised me up. I don't deserve to be here. Amen. There are some of my friends that didn't make it, but God reached down to me and He raised me up together. He brought me from death into life to sit in heavenly places. Amen. I'm so thankful for that. Amen. And the Scripture says in verse 7, it says, I want to point one more thing out. It, notice it says we sit together. Now some people, you might interpret that that we sit together like we sit with each other. Some people will interpret that you, we sit together like we sit with Jesus Christ. I, I'm good with either one. Here's my point. We're not lonely anymore. You're not alone anymore. Amen? The devil wants to isolate you and make you feel like nobody cares. But when Jesus Christ reaches down and you find the body of Christ and you find this awesome family, amen, you're not alone anymore. You don't have to go through life lonely. He makes us sit together in heavenly places. Amen. He loves each and every one of us so much that He gives us each other and He stays with us and He never leaves us and He never forsakes us. Hallelujah. Amen. And then we read verse 7. It says that in the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace. How, how, how rich is He? 
He's got exceeding riches. How, how much grace is there? Is there enough grace for, say, me and my wife? Well, yeah. Is there enough grace to go beyond me and my wife and spill over for the addicts? Yeah, it's good. They needed a lot of grace too. We needed a lot of grace, but y'all needed a lot of grace. And then, is there enough grace to spill over for Jessica and Tyresha? Now we're talking lots and lots. Sorry, since you get lots and lots and lots of grace, especially on this one right here. There had to be a lot of grace. Amen. But is there enough? Yeah, there's enough. Is there enough for, you know, when we get get them all filled up and taken, is there enough for Heather and Q? Is, it, is that good? Can we, can we, yeah, there's enough. He's, he's just expounding it. Amen. It just keeps spilling over to Ben and then to, to my mother and, amen, to Gordon and then to Daniel and, and to Sarah and to Vanessa. And it just keeps on going. It's the exceeding riches of His grace. Amen. As long as you are still breathing, as long as you can still hear the preached Word of God, Amen. He is extending and showing to you the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Amen. Verse 8 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is, somebody say, the gift. The gift of God. Amen. I, I just want to notice something right here. If it's a gift, I can't earn it. Salvation came to me. I could not earn it. Amen. I couldn't do enough to deserve it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to blow your mind here in just a second. This is little ending that I'm going to give you right here. But, but stick with me. God gives us this gift. It's by grace that we are saved through faith. We have to enact our faith. Amen. We have to let our faith be followed by action and obedience. But it's still not of ourselves. If we don't have the faith, then we won't receive the grace. Amen. But it's not our works. It's not our actions that do it. It's just simple obedience to that faith. Now, it says, look, verse number 9, it says, not of works, lest any man should boast. And I've had some wonderful people try to explain this to me, and they were wrong. See? This is, this is, you don't have to be baptized. You don't have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You don't have to do all the good things that you guys in your church do. It's not of works. So just keep reading. Verse 10 says, For we are His workmanship. That's kind of the focus of this whole series right here. We are His workmanship. Another translation says, We are His handiwork. For, for sake of the, the series, let's just say we are His masterpiece. We are His work of art. He is displaying His awesomeness on your canvas. Well, come on somebody. That's, that's good stuff. I don't care if y'all say amen to that. That's good stuff right there. You, you are His man. He is displaying His awesome greatness, His grace, His mercy, the riches of His love. He's displaying them on the canvas of your life. We are created in Christ Jesus. Now get this unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So that means I'm His work of art. I'm His masterpiece. It's not of anything that I have done. Now, I want you to notice, remember, we are not saved of works, but unto works. Did you get that? <laughs> Well, it doesn't take all that. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. 
you're right. We don't need to do works of righteousness in order to be saved. But once you are saved, you will start doing works of righteousness. Because we're not saved of works, we're saved unto works. He already ordained that, that we would walk in Him. Why is it so important that we do those works? Because we're His masterpiece. It's, it's His work of art. It's His handiwork that somebody's so low, amen, that somebody's so uh, just carnal and fleshly and worldly could become so righteous in Him, could become so good and pure and holy and loving and kind and generous. Amen. So here's the question that I have for you as we close today. Here's the question. Will you walk in newness of life? He's raised you from death to life, but will you walk in newness of life? And let me take it a step further. Will you display His work of art? Will you become His canvas? Now, I know some people, now just bear with me, I'm, I'm closing. I know some people that they say, well, you know, I'm so thankful that God saved me. And now that I have my ticket punched, I'm just going to, you know, I don't, I don't have to, you know, do all those churchy things that everybody does. I don't necessarily have to, you know, go to church all the time. And I don't have to be, you know, all, like righteous and holy. Like, I, I don't have to do all that. It, does, it doesn't really take all that. Here's my thought. What kind of canvas is that? I'm supposed to, you know, people are supposed to see His work on my canvas, on my life. They're supposed to be able to look at me and say, oh my goodness, wow. Those are some new brush strokes. That's, wow. I, I can see it's going to be it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Now it's not finished yet. I can see there's still some edges and there's still some things. But but I can see this is going to, this is just going to be great. It's amazing. I remember when it was just a black canvas. I remember when it was ugly and it wasn't really anything. And man, now it's just it's looking good. I I, I can't believe the the colors and the brush strokes. I, I can't believe the lines. I, I can't I, I can't even just imagine uh, how it's gotten. To to this point, but but that canvas, that work of art that He is working on, will you display His work? Oh, I don't have to. I don't need to do all that. That's you know, that's that's for those churchy people that they think that their righteousness saves them. Oh no, no, we're not confused. There's no way. Oh, good Lord, there's no way. My righteousness, my righteousness was horrible. I didn't have any righteousness but until I met Jesus. Until He took over my life, it, there was nothing good that you could even talk about me. I was a bad person. You wouldn't want to be around me if I didn't have Jesus in my life. There was nothing that I could boast of. I realize it's not my works. He didn't save me because of my works, but He did save me unto His works. He said, I saved you so you could be my masterpiece. I didn't save you just to sit on a pew and do whatever you want to and you know act like everything's okay and you know just kind of him haul through life and not really pay much attention to what I want. But if you just give me all of you, I'll do a masterpiece. Oh, people will look and they will see my awesome work of art in your life. You, you will be amazed at what I am able to do with you. God wants to display His name. He wants to display His love. He wants to display His power in your life. So here's what it's going to take. And as I close and you stand, here's what it's going to take. It's going to take God's plan and not yours. 
It's going to take us surrendering and saying, God, I know that sometimes I've tried to paint these strokes on my life and it just, whew, it didn't go well. I need a Bob Ross. That, that's a guy's name, right? I need a Bob Ross to come in and make my squiggly line a cool looking bird. I need somebody that's an expert, a master planner to come in and figure out my mess and, and make something beautiful out of it. Yes. Scripture says it's not by might nor by power, but it's by my Spirit. Man, I wish I could tell you that every day is going to be easy and every day is going to be awesome and it's just going to be beautiful. But sometimes in order to get the beauty out of things, you gotta you got to mess it up first. You got to scrape down some layers. You, you got to get some stuff off. And so today, this is what I want to ask us to do. I want us just to close our eyes. And as we as we close out this service today, and I open up this altar, I wonder if there's somebody that says, God, I will let you do whatever you want to do in my life. I want to be your masterpiece. God, I know that I'm nothing of myself and it's not my own works of righteousness, but God, I want you to do something with the canvas of my life. This altar's open. If you got, if you want God to do something on the canvas of your life, why don't you step out of your seat and walk down here, lift up your hands, lift up your arms and say, God, I surrender to you completely, wholeheartedly. I'm not holding anything back. Amen. I don't want to be fleshly. I don't want to be carnal. I don't want to be worldly. Amen. I don't want my, my life to give glory to the world. I don't want my life to give glory to the devil. I don't want my life, God, to take any glory from you. I want my life to bring you glory. I want my life, God, to honor you. Hallelujah. Everything that I do, I want it to honor you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just thank Him right now. Let's reach out to Him. Come on, let's turn our complete life over to Him right now.